Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Welcome back to the FemiPod for episode number 60. This week on the podcast, I am lucky enough to be chatting to four Femis who recently completed the Tarawera Ultra Marathon, including our very own Esther, who raced the 21k trail race. We also have the incredible Lucy Bartholomew, who not only ran the 100 mile race, but won the whole damn thing. Two of our beautiful Femi athletes, Tegan Baxter and Emma Williamson, are also with me. Tegan ran the 50k for the second time, and Emma completed the 100k distance for the first time ever. Throughout this episode, we want to tell their stories and show that no matter the distance or pace, every achievement is incredible and the path you're on is your journey, so own it and be proud of it. Welcome to the podcast team. Yes, let's start with you, as I know the listeners will be keen to hear how you held up around the Blue Lake and on the trails. How did the race pan out for you? Yeah, it was really fun. I think uh, it was really challenging. I started and initially felt tired already so I was like oh this is going to be a slog and painful but yeah I just pushed through and I was running quite fast from the start so I put myself in a good position I was coming third for a a lot of it but then I don't know what happened really (laughs) the biggest fucking downfall ever so (laughs) I I ran up the massive hill and down the other side and I was actually crying down the other side because I felt quite dizzy and lightheaded and um, yeah, it was really challenging, but I loved it. My ankles were great. I think, you know, in terms of trail intensity, I've been told it's relatively chill. So maybe I'll keep with the chill trails for now and just make sure my ankles stay strong um, and build confidence and then maybe go further. But yeah, I'm not put off. I want to do more and I'm keen to go back next year and give it another go. So it was really Love fun. Oh, it was so good to see you out there on the trails. Definitely a change of scenery for you. Lucy, you didn't only win the miler, you also ran the fastest 100 miles you've ever run. I know this was a special moment for you after a challenging couple of years. What did the race mean to you? Yeah, it meant uh, it means, it means a lot. I feel like running that distance anytime means a lot. I feel like any race means a lot. Um, but to do the 100 mile distance and to have a really good day is definitely something you don't take for granted. Uh, to have 17 hours of things go fairly somewhat smoothly is um definitely means a lot and then to do it in New Zealand uh, I went race there when in 2014 and um have been back multiple times since so it's kind of like a second home to me over the ditch and um yeah it kind of felt like I was able to celebrate with family just the people out on the course the volunteers the race directors I know really well so it kind of meant a lot and then to have the whole Femi crew out and about was just uh the spur of encouragement that I needed so it meant a lot yeah you did so well everyone is so proud of you being out there just you know, the support you had was so wild. Must um yeah, definitely inspire you to keep going through those challenging times. M hundred Ks, uh talk me through it. The longest distance you've run before this was 80 Ks. So how did you find hundred Ks? Was it what you expected? Yeah, it was actually what I expected in terms of the like kind of upgrade in distance from the 80 Ks. And I guess where proportionately like I hit my lows during the race was like the exact same as in scaled up from the 80ks which was interesting so I definitely I peaked for the whole first half and was driving (laughs) and then around the like 50 to 75 mark I kind of across the board struggled there and then I definitely got a second wind post like 
three quarters of the way um, and just like start to overtake and peel people off again. And they're like, what the hell is that girl doing? <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, it was what I expected in terms of the difficulty. Um, but I think that's what I wanted. Yeah. Do you think it's only 20 Ks, which doesn't seem a lot when you're running a hundred Ks, but was the challenge like extremely more than 80 Ks or do you feel like it's kind of same, same? Uh, I think they're really hard to judge side by side because the terrain from the 80 that I did to the hundred was so different. Like the reason why I chose this race was because Luce had said it was a pretty runnable course. So I think I was moving into this race knowing that like I was going to be moving a lot faster, even in the bits where I was going slow, which um was, I guess, kind of why I did it. So, yeah, it's hard to hold them up side by side because I'd say if I had judged the 80 after the fact, I wouldn't have gone back and done that again. But this 100, I would do again. Every race is a different race, right? And takes 50Ks, a familiar distance for you, but totally different experience this year. Last year, you completed the race during the pandemic where there was no official race and you did it solo. What difference did it make having the event and people around you? Yeah, last year was crazy. I um, convinced some of my closest friends and my parents to help crew me and set up aid stations. So there was something so special about that because it was really intimate having them follow along and and meet up. But it was kind of anticlimactic when I finished because I just like reached 50k and then stopped my watch and it was done <laughs> and um, then family came and you know picked me up and, and went home um, so yeah seeing everyone out on the course this year was really special I got really emotional especially at the end seeing other people finish and seeing uh, everyone is on their own journey and regardless of the distance just what you put yourself through at that kind of event can be really it's a really big deal for a lot of people so seeing everyone else's emotions when they finish made me really emotional (laughs) um and then I think the other crazy thing was seeing the organization in the aid stations it blows my mind it has at every event that I've been to but the people who take the time to give so much of themselves and their energy over to people who are running and um man aid stations it was my first time eating like watermelon in a race and I don't know I just keep thinking about like how good like those kind of little things are that um yeah other people have figured out so yeah just vibing off everyone else it's super motivating and really inspiring yeah yeah I love that yeah the watermelon thing is funny because I always thought that was like an exclusive Lucy Bartholomew thing right but it sounds like every trail run is on this like watermelon buzz I don't know it definitely watermelon is elite that is <laughs> it is it tastes extra good I got anyway. super bummed at the first aid station at Miller Road because they didn't have any watermelon and I like yeah. I texted Jet and I said get watermelon dude I felt like the quality of the watermelon at a few aid stations it was a little pale in color yeah. it was, I was it like was too like picky but that's not up to Okay, Australians, we don't have quite the quality of watermelons in New Zealand, but they did the job, obviously. Uh, and Tates, what is it about these crazy distances that excite you? You're obviously both quite new to the ultra running world. Like, what do you find enticing about running these mental distances? Well, I feel like the bit that really excites me is, I guess, not that my life is boring by any means. I love my life, but doing stuff that is just so, you have absolutely no idea what you're going to get, what to expect. You don't know until you're there kind of situation and it changing with every race, like even doing the most that you can do to like prepare physically and mentally, you're still going to be surprised. Like I love that feeling of being like, 
oh wow okay and not even like necessarily it going well <laughs> but like you learning as much from it going badly too um the element of surprise I think is you can't really achieve that in another way mm. which is like some people might find surprise in a slightly easier means <laughs> <laughs> well I think I max out at marathons and I find that surprising enough <laughs> so what about you James yeah I wonder if maybe Em and I have this in common but like I love my job and my work and kind of what I spend the majority of my day doing but it's really nice having something else that's quite distinct from my identity as a person who has a job and spends a lot of time working like it's really easy to pour a lot of yourself into um I don't know kind of one aspect of your life and having something else that you can get a lot of pride from and um yeah just kind of a more holistic view of the kinds of ways that you can like achieve great things and really challenge yourself. Um, I think, yeah, running and running kind of longer distances is a really great way to do that. And I think uh, we've all talked about this before, but that mindset that you have when you're in the middle of a race, that's kind of like, I, I, I don't have to do this, but I, I get to do this. And yeah, like I watched my dad running growing up and because of a you know injury where a piece of his arterial wall broke away and he can't run now like he's you know uses crutches to walk around for any kind of I don't know over a particular distance and I think of him a lot when I'm running longer distances because yeah it's something that I get to do and um and he's almost always there as well at races which is really nice <laughs> but um yeah I think that's that's really important to that's me so cool yeah I think running for purpose beyond just yourself is so empowering mm. and it's so special to have that in the back of your mind I'm sure he motivated you a lot he's a legend so <laughs> you're lucky to have someone like him as well but I think also like you said being grateful is another great way to stay positive when things get really challenging mm. uh Luce and Est you're both competitive athletes were racing for the podiums Lucy you were leading from the start was this the plan um and how did you keep your mind in it throughout the day to keep that lead ahead of everyone else uh to one point you were over an hour ahead like I know I was there with you for part of it but not the whole way and how were you finding that was there like pressure or do you enjoy, enjoy being out the front the whole time yeah it definitely wasn't the plan um I didn't really have a plan I think for me I, the last time I raced 100 miles well was 2018 I've run another one since in 2019 but the really kind of the only goal or plan I had was just to, to find the finish line and to feel really proud and really happy with finding my potential. I didn't really care where that placed me. Um, having said that, I went out harder than I normally would have because my head torch sucked so bad that I had to stick with two men ahead of me that had really good headlights. Um, so I really owe my race to them for setting me up pretty well. But once the sun rose, I was like, see ya, I'm going to slow down now and actually try and get some fuel in and just get find my rhythm. But yeah, I mean, I didn't know my gap really until... I mean, I didn't even get splits from my crew like Lydia and um, the Femi girls until about 100Ks when I picked Lydia up. And I'd always kind of thought that I would run super chilled because it was a two-lap course. It was a course change um, with a little tail on the end. So the tail started. I ran to the finish line, turned around, did the first loop, and I wanted to do the first loop creating like good memories so that I was kind of excited to do it again. And I wouldn't say that I did that very well because I was very much dreading a lot of the doing it again part. But um, I knew that obviously picking lids up was going to be a different 
experience to have some fresh eyes out there and just new energy. And, you know, then I started to be like, yeah, man, like I've worked pretty hard to lead this for so long. I don't really want to let it go. So that's when it kind of became about how long do I have? And I got pretty panicked out there. I know that I, in the end, had 45 minutes and at one point had an hour, but you just never know in trail running. It just, you know, that can be a long stop at an aid station. It can be walking up a hill. It can be, you can roll your ankle and that can be the end. Um, and so you just kind of, yeah, I wanted to stay present, but I also, yeah, I wanted to win the damn thing. So I was just like, you know, trying to get all the intel that I could, um, which helps when Lydia can text and run at the same time with me <laughs> and, uh, get signal for some reason in, in the most absurd places. And, um, yeah, I kind of had some updates and yeah, just ran as hard as I could for that final lap. It doesn't help when the app's not working though, right? And everyone's trying to tell you. Yeah, my my dad that. messaged me and he's like, have you stopped? Heaps of people have passed you. And then someone was like, you've got an hour and 50 minutes. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> we had Lydia's mom. Shout out to Lydia's mom for being the the one that I uh, I really trusted in the end. I was like, when Lid's mom tells me, I know. <laughs> we had the whole family in all there. Yeah, I remember at about 30 Ks to go. I remember you looked at me and you're like, I'm not going to fucking lose this thing now. Yeah. And I was like, all right, like we had gone dig deep to keep that lead. But I mean, you did it. I was confident in you the whole way. So you <laughs> smashed it out of the water. And for you, yes, like obviously a trail race is very different to what you have known. Racing, training is one thing, but actually racing the trail race is so different as well. Now that you've got your first one out of the way, would you approach another trail race the same, different? What would you do differently if so? Um, I probably would approach it the same. Like I think, yeah, I went out quite hard, but I feel like it was somewhat achievable. I don't know. I actually felt like it was pretty hard from the start, like I said before. So maybe that was a bit stupid, but I know that I am capable of the times that the girls did and they won. But I think leading into that race, I got told my iron levels were low and I was like, well, I'm going to give it a good crack and see what I can do regardless of how this is going to actually affect me so I don't think I would have changed the way I race like I'm really happy with how I race I that was honestly the hardest race I've ever done like I I don't really walk even in training um or you know a really hard session or a race I never really do but I actually walked in a lot of that because I was so pooped so I know that I gave it everything which was really nice feeling um and I think back to like when I was a little girl and when I started running and it was like so innocent, I used to just run from the front and like, like you did Lucy. So I feel like I want to get their like innocence back. And I think that's what's attractive about trail running is that it's like surprising. Like you said, you don't know what to expect, but just go as hard as humanly possible and then see what happens. So I don't think I would change it. Yeah. I'm just going to go hard every time. Yeah, and then awesome. One of the days, one of the days it'll click and you'll be like absolutely flying. And some other days you might suffer like I did. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. Pretty <laughs> hard. Well, that leads perfectly into my next question, which is for all of you. So, maybe we can go around. Was there a point where you wanted to drop out or quit? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Like, oh, oh, maybe not. Like, I think one of the person, the, the people commentating before was like, and I, I wrote it on my post yesterday. I was like, if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. And I was like, okay. Like, I'm not going to stop. So I was like, fuck, this is hard. I might walk. And so I did sometimes. But I don't think I ever had, like, the actual mind to say I'm going to step off this course because I would be pretty gutted if I did that. Also, yeah. a shitty course to crawl on. What about you, Liz? Was there a point where you wanted to drop out? 
No, I think I was so committed to this race in terms of like really wanting to create a good experience that I never even let my mind drift that. I think with the course changes going back to the finish and turning around twice before finishing on the third time was really mentally challenging. And, and I think a lot of the um, a lot of the participants felt the same way. It was just too easy to stop at that finish line, even though it wasn't your finish line. Um, but that's where like having lids and picking lids up for the last loop, the last 60 kilometers, <laughs> just a yeah. short little loop, um, was pivotal because I think doing that mentally on my own, I know a lot of people paid the price of that. And I was one of the few that had a an athlete strong enough that could stick with me the whole way. So no, it, it never crossed my mind. And having the support um, of the family people out there was just kind of like, I don't want to just do this for me. I want to do it for them. And I want to do it for my family. And, you know, obviously like the Tarawira community is so strong for me. So it was, yeah, I was never going to cross uh, dinner. That's awesome. What about you takes? 50Ks. There were certainly times when it was really hard and I walked for longer than I planned to. And, you know, as a result, the whole run ended up, you know, being a bit slower than I wanted it to. But I was, yeah, I was never going to stop. I was always, yeah, sure that no matter how long it took, I would, yeah, get across the end. And what about you, Em? 100K. Um, I had a really similar experience to Loose, but obviously like the scaled back kind of version. I, uh, so I came in for like just pre-50 at the like end point. So lots of 50 um, K people were finishing and I think running in with them in the middle of the day. And I am a hot, hot little lady. I was like, I was, I was burning up at that point. And so I really wanted to finish then, but obviously knew I was going back out for another lap. And then there was like a bit of time pressure because they'd said, oh, you need to take your full um, kit, like your full pack, unless you leave by this time. And I didn't want to do that because I was already a thousand degrees. So I left there, rushed out, and then that kind of whole next leg, I was just not in a good headspace because I'd rushed out of the aid station really fast and then wasn't expecting to see my crew for, like, three more aid stations and Jet was at the next one. And I just ran up to him and burst into tears. I was like, oh, my God. And I didn't know what I was doing at that point. I was just like, oh, I don't feel good. And he was like, just walk, like packed me a little fruit pack, gave Lucy a cuddle because I saw her there and you as well. And then I literally just like pretty much walk, jogged that whole leg until I felt better. And then I got into like this really beautiful forest bit. And by then I was kind of like, it was cooled down. I was a bit distracted by the scenery. And I just started playing this like really silly mental game where I was like, okay, there's no one around. I'm in the Hunger Games and I have to run for my life. And then I, when I caught up to this guy, Head, I was like I'm pretending I'm in the Hunger Games and he was like game okay, just like what's gonna get me through to the next aid station and then once I was at the next I just was like okay it's just aid station to aid station by this point mm-hmm. got my second win but definitely that 50k to 60k mark I felt really low like I I didn't think I was gonna quit because I'm definitely like a like, I can't turn back and you've already made it halfway kind of vibe but I just was like I don't want to go so slow to the finish line that this is not worth it you know yeah, that's amazing. I love the game. That's definitely what I was thinking when I was out there with you, just like <laughs> imagining we were an avatar because it also looks very avatar-esque. And I was like imagining we were running through like the avatars and playing a game, which I think definitely helps. <laughs> it is a big game, isn't it? Uh, and also while I was out there, Luce, I got to witness firsthand the depths of how mentally, how far you can go and how far you can dig in those really challenging distances. The mental strength is so impressive. And I believe all of you here have it. Luce, do you believe mental strength 
like that is something that you're born with or is it something that people can gain and grow over time? I think it's a seed that we all have and whether you choose to put yourself in positions where you grow that seed and through experiences, it's kind of up to you. You can live a sheltered life and probably not get those tools in your toolbox um, to be able to endure something like this. I mean, for me, it's been 10 years of doing ultra marathons and kind of gaining experiences and growing that plant to a fucking forest at this point, but um, I still feel underprepared. Um, But yeah, I think that we all have it within us. It's just kind of like uh, succumbing to the lack of control that you have and being able to focus on what you can control out there, which is what I always say to my athletes. And I said it to Em before her race, she's got her effort and her attitude out there. So focus on those things and everything else is kind of just let it be what it be. Um, And I think that perspective is something that really gets you through. And I think having like Lids join me again, like a fresh perspective, someone who is new to the trail running an ultra running world, um, running her longest distance, which I think we're totally missing on this whole podcast <laughs> is the fact that Lydia ran 60 kilometers and is a road marathoner. Um, and in the, you know, she finished at the nighttime. She carried a pack for the first mm-hmm. time. Um, you know, perspectives like that is just kind of someone to be like, dude, you're running a hundred miles. Of course, it's going to be tough. Like, you know, let's just zoom out a little bit whereas sometimes it's easy to just focus on like I'm moving really slowly now this is really hard this is going to last forever and nothing lasts forever yeah I was honestly blown away by that resilience throughout the race I just can't imagine it because I've never been there but trying to relate as much as I could uh, it was an interesting challenge (laughs) and Tags you're obviously a little bit newer to the ultra running world and you're growing that mental strength yourself what do you think in terms of like being born with strength versus building it up yeah I kind of think of it it feels like any kind of muscle that you have to like work on and then it will like play the game for you when you need to rely on it and I think 50k like it's all relative um because I'm maybe sitting in this room (laughs) it feels like a shorter distance but I appreciate that it is kind of longer but I know I certainly want to push out the distance and Saturday and being at Tarawera was a really good reminder of like yeah for myself being able to kind of push and like have that mental strength is going to be just as important like getting practice in there as it will be continuing to like work on my physical strength and my endurance as a runner and um yeah putting myself in positions like the 50k and even like in training regularly just like kind of pushing hard and getting yourself into that hard place and getting like maybe not maybe comfortable isn't the right word because it shouldn't be comfortable but um feeling more familiar I think uh that's what's gonna I don't know allow me to get to where I want to be as a runner in the future mm. <laughs> yeah well it's been amazing as a your coach watching you grow both like your physical and mental strength over the last year two years so impressive it's so exciting to think what you will be achieving in the future very exciting as a coach as well not just for you (laughs) um last question for all of you and Est, I'll start with you what are you most proud of from your journey to or at Tarawera uh probably facing my fears of like my ankle history because I do have like a pretty bad right ankle and if I did go over it on again I would likely have to get surgery so like putting myself in that position was quite scary but I strapped it up really hard and I don't think they were going anywhere so that anywhere so that gave me a lot of confidence but yeah just facing that fear for me was probably a big one yeah and your ankles held up so well yeah they're sweet so <laughs> what about you Luz 
Um, I think I'm most proud of, I feel like it's been a bit of a, the whole build up to Tarawira was a bit of pivoting. I was in the US, I was in Boulder in the winter conditions of negative 17 degrees and kind of knew that this was going to be a, a, um, a summer Southern Hemisphere race. Um, and then I had some shoes being sent that I was going to race in and they arrived today, which is three days late. <laughs> um, my nutrition didn't arrive on time. Um, so there's just some things that kind of like could have really derailed me. But I think that um, I'm really proud of myself for just kind of backing that I have what I need within me rather than like the external things, which are kind of, you know, 0.5 percenters out there um so I'm just proud of that and then I'm proud of Lydia I think that's really important <laughs> today again I'm just going to keep singing her praises um yeah I mean just to kind of jump in first time pacing and to hold a conversation with someone who doesn't really want to talk about anything um for seven hours out there and to keep them moving and positive and at one point I thought that she was lying to me about distances um you know um and we're still friends so it's really good <laughs> My watch might not be accurate, but I promise you I won't lie to you. <laughs> uh, what about you, Em? What are you most proud of? Um, definitely in the lead up for Tarawira, I've been like the busiest I have been in the last few years. So I'm honestly just like proud of keeping my shit together mm-hmm. um, because it's just been like moving into state and work and training and everything and actually kind of finding, I think I do best in events and like I'm a better runner when I'm really self-compassionate to myself and just in like okay let's have a sit down and like look at what we've got on today and do the most that we can do today and I probably did that the best in this training block of any of the training blocks I've had so that was definitely it and then I feel like that just kind of set me up for a pretty like I wasn't nervous pre-event in the way that I have been other times because I was kind of like I know what to expect with like where my mindset's out a bit more um so yeah I feel like I'm just proud of my mental growth more than my physical this time around so cool I think like hearing what you're all proud of also is lessons and things that you'll take into your next like training block and goals and stuff which is awesome what about you tanks um yeah I think it's the hardest that I've ever like pushed myself in a race so I'm proud of that but I think overwhelmingly my feeling of pride is associated with being a part of the Femi community like oh man just being out there with um everyone in this room like the friends family partners and then yeah some of the people in the wider community who spent the whole weekend out on sidelines um cheering and it just felt like such a wholesome and supportive um group of people to be a part of and I don't know yeah Every time I got into an aid station and you guys were there, like, I was just so happy. I think if you charted the serotonin release in my brain, it would be like... Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The energy was incredible, I think, amongst the community and um, beyond. It's been awesome to see the energy between each other. And, yeah, it's just super exciting to see the community continuing to grow and just the support for Femi as well, like people who, you know, might not be coached by us or associated too much with the with the community, but know of Femi and even some of the American team coming over and racing here and, you know, supporting Femi as well. It's been beautiful to see. We're very, very lucky to have such a, an amazing and supportive community. So congrats to all of you. Very, very proud of you. Uh, we are currently sitting in a sauna um, 
while there is a storm going on outside. So I think we're going to wrap things up. But um, yeah, if you have any thoughts or opinions about this episode, you can definitely get in touch with us. I will tag all four of our beautiful Femi athletes sitting here with me into the show notes. You can go check out their journeys. I'm sure they're all over Instagram as well, um, posting about Tarawera. But we are very grateful for you all. We'll be back next week with a very special guest. So tune in for that one. Um, But in the meantime, thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.